I want that to happen. I'm Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> Hello, I am your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 32, from acnescience.com. On today's episode, we discuss the true definition of lupus, why Rudy Rucker absolutely rules and backward versus forward causality here we go Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the mathematical podcast that comes to you from a secret location in the Las Vegas Valley area. I want to punch in the face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone use cars? Yeah, I just said, do we got any like boing? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I need I need like a soundboard now. I really think that I could I could really add to the quality of this podcast if every once in a while, whenever I made a singer, push a button with zing. zing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that that. That is the missing part of this podcast, other than the whole missing a shitload of episodes, which we are very sorry for, guys. Uh, but scheduling and you know holidays and like, actually all of finals that. are coming up. Yeah, although it doesn't really up. give us much trouble. It's a good excuse to get together and that. not not yeah. not study. <laughs> he screwed it up. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so now that you've heard every single voice uh, before I manage to actually introduce them, of course. I'll start with the man who started the interruptions, as he usually does, Mr. Interrupter, the king of interruption, the duke of non-not-interrupting. <laughs> I was going to go with non-sequitur. Non-not-interrupting. <laughs> that would be the voice that you just heard, Mr. Nathan Rowe. The urge to punch in the face has not <laughs> subsided. That is not a non-sequitur. <laughs> And now for the person who needs to learn how to talk into their microphone, the shortest person here, the queen of tiny, Leanne Duncan. Word to your mother. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that only made sense to the people here. I'm sorry, no one's going to understand that. And then the man who's been very nice to laugh away from the mic and act like he is not here yet until I say his name. The one... The only, the actually not wearing a pocket t-shirt, Christopher Bates. I had ribs for Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I really think that he got us there, guys. That's, that is awesome. Yeah. Were they turkey ribs? <laughs> can, can you have like turkey Do ribs? turkeys I, I, have... Turkeys no, no, they ribs. definitely do. I mean, like the, they have a rib cage. Right? I mean, the, bre- the breast of a of a fowl, I imagine, would essentially be the ribs, because I mean, the rib cage is underneath the yeah, tissue. That's right. And when you eat, eat ribs, you're eating you're eating you're really eating the meat on the outside of the ribs. Which yeah, is the pectoral the, which muscles, is the which is the same breast. thing. Yeah. I recently yeah. learned on an episode of House that if you break your bottom ribs, you might end up making your spleen turn into six spleens. Uh, I don't actually believe anything that is ever on house. They have a woman who who takes weird diagnostic oh, yeah. cases. Yeah, and we, then heard, turns we heard we heard her. House she was interviewed on NPR. 
Um, and she's, she's some doctor somewhere or another, and she is one of the consults for house. And whenever something cool happens in her hospital, she's like, guys, just try to do this. Like the time they accidentally caught someone, someone's, you know, they were cutting into someone's bowels and then a spark happened or whatever, and it just lit on fire and he was spewing fire out the side (laughs) of his intestines that happened in real life. (laughs) I, I have a, I I would have asked that lady one question. Is it ever lupus for her? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's yeah. never lupus. <laughs> yeah, but he always tries to say it's lupus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or somebody does. Yeah, it's, 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 there's always a claim of lupus somewhere in there. The wolf. The That's, hell? Yeah, yeah. Well, lupus, yeah. Lupus and the wolf? No, no lupus, lupus. Is the Latin. Means. Oh. For. Wolf. Wolf. Cool. I stayed at a Holiday Express last night. <laughs> what the hell? Wow, that's that that was uh you, I think he's on he's on a roll for one liners tonight. Yeah. Somebody's got to knock him down a peg. He he should know he's not the funny he's one. He's also fighting Nathan for champion of non sequiturs at this point. Well, no, no. Remember he, Nathan isn't non sequitorial. He is non not interrupting. Oh right. Yes. <laughs> right. Non not interrupting. I, yeah. Why uh, did you stay in a Holiday Inn? He didn't. That was an ad campaign from a couple of years ago. Well, I think they still do it. Yeah, but I mean, it started a couple of years. I mean, it was a fresh ad it's campaign. A, it's a joke. For lupus? For no, lupus. No, no, no. For being, for being really <laughs> They have smart. ads for lupus? You know, it's no, when, when like somebody does anything Jeopardy good. You or something and like, you just get everything. You get everything right. Uh, and you're just like, wow, how did you win? I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really apply to this situation at all. Well, no, no, because he said wolf, which is correct for lupus, and okay. so that connection. Okay. He's saying that he's able to make faster mental connections than any of us. That's because that's just recollection. I, I I'm sorry. I just didn't know that lupus was wolf in Japanese. Don't you insult Chris? <laughs> what? Latin, Latin. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Oh, oh, laugh break. I don't. I'm sorry. Kyoto? We're just like trying to tie in whatever somebody last said with a word that kind of has something to do with it, right? Like that's the game we're playing. So next up, somebody should say protocol or now. And if you say Kyoto and then somebody says now, that can be like bad religion. After that, somebody can say epitaph. And then you could say gravestone. I'm playing this game by myself. You're not. Yeah. I Actually, don't. all of that made Kyoto Now was a song by Bad Religion on an album they released under uh, Brett Gurowitz's record label. He's the guitarist for Bad Religion named Epitaph. And you put an epitaph on gravestones. It all works. So you went full circle Epitaph there. is also a map in Halo 3. Yay. Okay. So we're going to get on to the actual topic <laughs> for the podcast now. About time. You're the one who's interrupting all the time. No, it's hard to interrupt when there's no topic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want the topic? Everybody want the topic? I'm going to take a poll. Everyone, uh, for good podcasting, put your hands in the air if you want to know what the topic is. They won't know which ones of us put our hands in the air. That was, you know, kind of the the joke of Wait, was that to us or was that to the (laughs) listener? To, to the three people sitting in this room with me right oh, now. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought that we were waiting for the listener to put their hands in the air. <laughs> okay, okay listener, listener. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a poll here. Clap really loud if you want to hear the topic. 
Okay, I didn't hear anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they must not be clapping hard enough. No, they need to. They need to clap so hard that it reverberates back in time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of time, uh, time can actually partially tie into our topic. I really wasn't going for the segue, but it just kind of showed itself to me because in some sometimes uh, time is considered its own dimension. And so today we're going to talk about dimension. Oh, and Chris now has two hands to his head, scrunching up his forehead. So he kind of looks like Krang from Ninja Turtles, uh, who is from Dimension X. Whoa. build me my body. Wow. Wow. Holy crap. That was good. You've never shown any capability of impersonating anyone or anything ever. And you can do a... Perfect Krang impression, which oddly enough kind of sounds like uh, Richard Nixon. Chris's, Chris's. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. Krang I'm sounded like, yeah, I'm not a crook. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is actually a uh, citizen of Dimension X. <laughs> Are you one of the Rock soldiers? <laughs> you should see my passport. <laughs> Dimension X people did not have passports. They came through the portal in the Technodrome. It was underneath the city of New York. Yeah, but if you wanted to buy it, and popped free up shop, you know. into Ellis Island. Where they no, had to. No, they never went to Ellis Island. They were gigantic rock soldiers. The... And, and also, let's not forget the teenagers from Dimension X that uh, drove around the hot rods and used a lot of 1950s hot rodding slang. <laughs> they had that was such a good rods. episode. That was such a good episode. I'm getting the feeling that somehow these two have no idea what we're talking about. You know who else had a flying hot rod? <laughs> um, the, the person who adopted. The DeLorean and. In. Yes. Yep. That was as. Oh, know. does the DeLorean count as a hot rod? No. Yeah. Okay. But it was a DeLorean <laughs> that flew, which kind of counts. Who adopted um, Princess Leia? Who was adopted? her dad? Adopted. Yeah. Adopted. Bail Organa. Yeah, Organa. Remember, in at the end that, of episode that's, that's three, not he was a, in a hot, hot rod. rod. It was a hot rod. That's that's not a hot rod. That's a land speeder. It was We're fun, in a different though. galaxy. Yes. So was Luke's TX thirty one and. But it was up in the a new sky, hope. though. It was like way up there. So uh, the no, no, TX thirty one would have been the one that went up higher. The, yeah. It's no, it's not a hot rod. If, if it goes that high up, it's probably just a ship. Oh, I thought it was. Ricky's. And think, think of all the think of all the speeders on Coruscant. They were miles above the surface. But Ricky Smiths was driving it, so it had to be a hot rod. I hate it's Jimmy Smiths, not Ricky Smiths. I have no idea who Ricky yeah, Smiths is. <laughs> What the hell, guys? Yeah. <laughs> God I'm, damn I'm gone. It. I'm gone. And you guys don't know Star Wars? I know Star Wars, but as soon as you pulled out the name of Leia's dad, I was like, it's, oh my it's God. It's Leia Organa. Princess Leia Organa is her, is her full name. Before I thought she her later father becomes was Darth Vader. Her adoptive father on Alderaan. The you know king of Alderaan, hence why she was a princess. There of is Alderaan. no Alderaan. <laughs> You're right; it was destroyed by the Death Star in a galaxy far, far away, a long, long time ago. I've only seen the Star Warses once, and I was subjected to watching all of them in one day in a Which row. Actually, sounds like one the greatest six. thing ever to me. Which is why I hate Star Wars. Which I'm I'm gonna abs- actually delete that. From the podcast, but then I will, people won't know what you just said. You deleted from the podcast. I'll delete that part too. I'll but now you have to delete that entire conversation. <laughs> Boom. Okay. <laughs> this is a recursive deletion. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Ha! Leanne just got muted. Not that it makes a difference. 
or, or something. <laughs> she was talking that whole time. That was rough. Uh, okay, so <laughs> what were we talking about? Star before, Wars, before, Ninja Turtles. Before Star Wars Hot got rods. impugned Dim- on my podcast. Mentions. Oh my God, somebody remembered. I, I had actually kind of forgotten. If I didn't have this Wikipedia article open in front of me, I wouldn't have remembered what it was at all. So let's, let's go for an actual definition of dimension. Um, now, in mathematics and physics, the dimension of a space or object is informally defined informally. So this isn't even a formal definition. Thank you, Wikipedia. As the minimum number of coordinates needed to specify each point within it. That's really dumb. So the dimension of a line <laughs> is actually one. Yes. Because but, uh, each part of a line is a single point. But the size of the reels is the same size as the size of the reels squared. You can create a one-to-one correspondence, which but, means you freaking might as well. Yeah, but we're talking about actual dimension here. We're not talking about size. Size and dimension right. are two different. But with one real well, number, you can <laughs> you can encode as many coordinates as you want. Yeah, but how do you give the x value and the y value for say a point in a plane which requires two right distinct points in order to say what it you is? You take you could one thing off the top of my head is you could take the de- the decimal expansion and have every even decimal or whatever be part of the X okay, and every odd be part of the Y. It, You're separating it. Which is essentially the same thing as having two coordinates. Or, or, But it's essentially the same thing as having one coordinate. No, it's not because you're, what you're doing by separating is you're setting up a function that takes from one thing two things out. Right. I could also bring out 72 things. Yes. Um, so does that mean that one dimension is the same as seventy-two no, dimensions? No, because you don't need seventy-two. There's, there's. I, could, I just proved I didn't need. I didn't need two. Yes, I only need the because one. You, because in order to actually put it in the plane, you have to drag out two. With just that one thing, unless you actually read off distinct parts differently, if you just have that one thing, that would be perfectly fine on the real line in the actual uh, Cartesian coordinate plane. If you just give me that one thing, I cannot tell you where to put it unless I have a function that drags out two pieces of information from that one object. Okay, so you're already, you're, you're talking about, it's just a different way of writing the same information. Well, I think you may have highlighted the, the great conflict, which I'm sure is in the history of you know, the, the, the development this, of the This Arctic article dimension. is actually really short on history. Are you serious? Yeah. There's so much to the history of the development of Okay, the well, give us some of it. <coughs> Dimension, dimension is technically a topological concept. Um, you can have two sets with the same size or cardinality, but topology is an additional structure that we give to the set. So you can have two sets of the same cardinality with completely different topologies. Uh, and as Nathan mentioned, the real line or R is the same cardinality as R two, but we know that R, the real the real line with the standard topology of, you know, the open sets, open intervals, has a decidedly different topology from R2 uh, with its open right. walls. So there you go. That's that's how you separate the two. Well, once you have a structure as well, yeah. but if you just have... Well, this, this said a space or object. The term space or object implies a structure. Informally, remember, this informally, is an informal sure. definition. Sure, sure. When you, when you hear the term object, you don't think of an unstructured grouping of points. 
Isn't the formal definition just the number of vectors needed for a basis? That's, no, that's, that is the dimension of a vector space. Right. Oh. Which is not the same as, say, physical dimension. Right. Or, it, it, it is. I mean, it is, yeah, though. Well, I mean, it's, it um, is. Any multidimensional you, topology is essentially, um, can be written as a vector space. More, more or less, kind of, with like coordinate. Yeah, but when I mean, you're talking about actual physical space, you run into a few other issues as well. There's even a disagreement. I mean, not a disagreement. There are different kinds of dimension. You can have, well, for instance, there's the, uh, I think it's called the small inductive dimension. Uh, well, they're, they're in there. Uh, but yeah, inductive dimension, Hausdorff dimension, Hilbert space dimension, Lebesgue covering dimension, manifold dimension, vector space dimension, uh, string theory dimension, M space dimension, spatial dimension, uh, temporal dimensions, and a few other ones, I think, that I'm missing. But that was just a little quick scan through the article there. What, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit about dimension. Let's let's try to visualize it with words. That was a really poor wording of what I'm trying to do. There was a We're wonderful not so good with words. There's a wonderful video on YouTube <laughs> or something that that helps you imagine the tenth dimension. Yeah, I think I sent whatever. you that video, didn't I? Um. I don't think so. I, don't I think if I, I sent it, it to you. <laughs> no, no, I grabbed it off Boing Boing or IO9. So maybe we just saw it separately. Maybe you sent it to what's yourself in a different dimension. What's important is I'm better. Um, anyway, there's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, so he's talking about this video, uh, which I'm not going to allow him to talk about anymore because he's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> Oops, I actually had muted Chris and not Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just didn't. I just didn't try. But it's a damn good thing you did mute Chris. <laughs> yeah, because he asked what the dimension of an asshole was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. No. Go ahead. Talk about the video. It is a really good video. No, I, the video does a good job. I mean, it says a zero dimension. You don't have any any wiggle room. Essentially, it's, yeah. it's a point. And one dimension there. There's is is you're counting the number of perpendicular directions in a sense is what they start off saying. So one dimension you can move forward or backwards. Yeah, um, along along a line. And and then two dimensions you can move forward, backwards, left and right, and and, and whatever. And then and then three dimensions is the space we we perceive to live in. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the space we live in, but Chris is to my right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you're going to end up getting argued with that there are 10 or 11 dimensions, depending on whether you uh, believe in string string or M space. Yes. Anyway, um, (laughs) then then you can often think of uh, the way... They talk when they talk about the fourth dimension. They give an example, but then decide to go a different route with it. You can think of time as the fourth dimension, um, but but it's a one it's a one directional dimension. You can only move forward through it. Or it's whatever. not generally agreed that time is actually a dimension. And well, I I don't know the when we're talking about dimen- time being a dimension this way, we're talking about. Um, it's, it's like a physical idea of a dimension is yeah. different than the and, mathematical. And, and, Time yeah. is very clearly a dimension by the way we we think about it. You know, it's it's one of the it's a coordinate you have to plug in to to specify. Yeah. But it's it's not much fun to talk about because it is as you said, if it is a dimension, it is a one directional one way. dimension. Right. Yeah. Dimension. Right. So they they talked about a fourth spatial dimension yeah. as a way to connect it's it's just connections between it's it's 
it's something that allows you to jump. If you think of, if you think of, uh, I mean, this, this, all these ideas are basically built off of how Edwin Abbott talked about dimension in his book Flatland, and then uh, the fourth dimensional stuff. Actually, Rudy Rucker, who's a, fan, woo, you like Rucker? Yeah, yeah. Rucker one is a fantastic mathematician, and two is an amazing author, and he wrote a book called Spaceland that actually dealt. It was taught. It was kind of like Flatland, except in uh, three to fourth dimensions instead of one to two or two to three dimension. And uh, the way to think about it is think about the universe. Think think of a bounded universe, though. In order to talk about this, we really have to deal with a bounded universe. Bounded universe and say a cube, because I mean, we all know that's our typical our typical visualization of the third dimension is a cube. Just think of a box. And now a box containing the. Uh, the entire universe. Now stack an infinite number of boxes on top of one another. And uh, that's the fourth dimension. Just like the third dimension is an infinite number of planes just pushed together. I don't like the vague use of infinity there. It really, really bugs me. Um, you need continuum many or, or you know, whatever, whatever the dimension. I mean, sorry, whatever the, the card. Sorry, I'm not a fucking set theorist. It's just it's just <laughs> if like you have idea. if you have one one plane for Here's every your axiom of choice, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you if you just stack one plane on top of each other for each for each counting number, you know, you have the first plane, the second plane, whatever. It doesn't really get you another dimension. I mean, mathematically, it gets you another coordinate to type in. You can have a structure based on that, but that one's a little weird. Okay, um, so Aleph one mini. No continuum. Aleph one is is either countably many or not. But the, the key thing, the key difference I thought between... thought Aleph 1 was definitely Aleph 1 is the second infinity. It's definitely uncountable, but it's also perfectly well-ordered, which, okay. is, which is sort of a okay, problem. Okay, I'll take Aleph to the Aleph to the Aleph 1. Ooh. I, you should take continuum See, I many. Like, just I, take... Like, I like doing this to Nathan because it <laughs> fucking bothers him to no end when I just randomly take Alephs. <laughs> DJ set theory, Aleph to the Aleph, yo. <laughs> See, this is when we need one. None of us can fucking beat Ba. Yeah. It's, but it's, he can't whistle, so we've got that on him. We do. Yeah. yeah Take by that, the way, everyone. Juan, if you're yeah. listening. That's yeah, Juan right. is not listening. But everybody, send emails to uh, Samuel at acmescience.com. I'll, I'll forward them to Juan for you, telling him how bad it is that he can't whistle. But if you can't whistle, you are still awesome because you listen to this show. Right. Yeah. I, just, not oh, just not oh, as unless, awesome. Unless Juan's listening. Yeah, you're because, not awesome. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you can <laughs> whistle and you listen to the show, you are no more awesome than the ones who can't whistle and listen to the show as fans. Except to me. Yeah. Well, Nathan's an <laughs> asshole. Uh, but I do need to give a shout out to uh, my student. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name on the podcast, but my student who apparently listens to this and decided to email me whether or not he could use the number 42 in a verbatim quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxies. I was not being serious. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a background story for the listeners that weren't. uh, Actually, most listeners would... That are listening to this one probably listen to that one. Yeah, if you you don't know, just just go back, listen to last episode. We'll just leave Leanne in the dark, though. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, yeah, well, that's because she's not awesome, uh, because she doesn't listen to the podcast. And certainly cannot whistle. 
I can whistle awesome. I can whistle better than you. I could outwhistle you any day. Damn. And now she's muted again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> now let's see who can whistle better. <laughs> what was it, Lynn? <laughs> okay, yeah, you're getting muted again because that was way too loud. Okay, so we were talking about uh, we we're talking about dimensions. Uh, what, what? Oh, the uh, yeah, the in in that with fourth dimension and the interesting thing about the fourth dimension is the fourth dimension essentially allows you to travel to any point in the third dimension uh if you're a fourth dimensional creature you essentially should be able to jump from any point in the third dimension to any other point in the third dimension with i would i would disagree with that but that's that's how it's always portrayed that's i know it's how it's always portrayed but if you if you apply the in michael starbird and edward berger's book uh, coincidences chaos and all that math jazz they had a very good explanation that i sadly have forgotten well the problem is i mean it depends on if if the three space we live in is is one three space embedded in a fourth dimension so that it's curved within so it's actually you know a hyperplane of Yo, the fourth well space. that's that's actually kind of what it is that's that's that what they, they talk view about the fourth dimension is actually being a folding of the third dimension right 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 but if you think of the fourth dimension as being stacked because in, in that case where the fourth dimension is a folding of the three dimensions um it's not actually uh, it doesn't really work with our idea of dimension because you're not really giving a coordinate system to that fourth dimension, whatever. Um, but normally, if you apply the Euclidean metric to a four-dimensional space, you still your three-dimensional cross-section or whatever can only move in the standard way. I mean, I, I agree. The, the the one thing I mean, the, the metric may be you know the the four-dimensional analog of the three-dimensional uh, Euclidean distance, but the physical laws that describe or limit the speed of travel may be different once you have this fourth dimensional quantity. We know that the speed of light is, of course, you know, the what the speed limit for matter in the shape Bullshit. All right. It, it may have been the speed limit, but um, you can imagine through some fluke of manipulating and using until the yesterday. Well, <laughs> may have been until yesterday when like the way you I when mean I called bullshit. When yeah. when when Sam remember, called bullshit. Remember right. the axioms of the universe? The ceiling fan is God, and everything Sam says is right. Those are the two axioms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Chris. Well, I'm just thinking. I mean, I'm thinking about the the wave equation, um, which, for instance, describes electromagnetic phenomena. Uh, and so, one of the solutions to the Maxwell equations is electromagnetic waves, also known as light, which travels at a certain speed. The the speed of light. You could imagine, though, if there was some other physical phenomena that were, I guess, beyond or transcended actual light and involved a four-dimensional description, then it might be possible to send information or travel instantaneously to some other place. Um, I, but, but you can... No, I, I think that... Um, what, what was I saying? <laughs> Oh, um. <laughs> the the problem is the wave equation is also kind of bullshit. 
<laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, sorry. It's the heat. E- it's the heat equation that is definitely bullshit because the f- heat equation has an infinite propagation speed. The wave equation, as far as as they can tell, is is probably pretty pretty. I mean, it seems to be accurate, right? I mean. It could be, but I mean, I don't know if there are any physical phenomena that can do this thing that, that we're talking about. I mean, it may be that there is no thing that can do that, so we are essentially locked Yeah, in right, 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 right. But, I mean, it depends on... You think of the fourth dimension as kind of being there, but only in the sense that, that the surface of the sphere is, is two dimensions inside of a three space or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, one thing. You can, you can always embed an object of uh, one dimension larger inside of a space. Like the guy on Quantum Leap? No. Oh. Sam, oh, yeah, Sam. His name was Sam, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, like, we can embed a Tesseract. Tesseract, uh, you know, a hypercube. We can embed one of those into three space, but we can only talk about the surface of the Tesseract. Just like in two dimensions, you can talk about the surface of... Uh, the sphere, longitude and latitude. You can talk about any point on the surface of a sphere in two space, but you can only talk about the uh, things inside of the sphere in three space. Right, right. So if you think of if you think of uh, of the, our three our three space as as being embedded within a four space in a weird curvy way, then you may be able to to do these jumps from one three-dimensional coordinate to another um, in, in you, know, z- you know, essentially zero time. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's, it kind of brings up the topological argument of the Mobius strip or the Klein bottle. And the Mobius strip is uh, usually if you have a torus, you can only travel on the inside or the outside. Uh, not, not a torus, a ring. Let's talk about a ring. Uh, you can only, and not the algebraic structure. <laughs> Uh, but you can only, you know, uh, unless you jump from one side to the other, you can only travel on, say, the outside of the ring or on the inside of the ring. I have a Mobius strip as a bracelet. But it's if, very cool. But if you, say, cut that ring and you twist one part and tape it back together, say it's just a piece you're, of paper. Uh, why don't we talk about, instead of, I think what you're trying to talk about is like a straw that's curved into a circle. Right, it's hollow on the inside and it has well, the no, outside. No, I mean you can just talk about a sheet of paper that you've cut into a strip and taped into a ring shape. That You're, yeah, you can same, make a Mobius strip thing. that way. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! Just You're nothing, talking it's about not, it's right, not right. hollow. But those ones you can walk around the edge. No, no, we're saying that you can't do that. Oh, well, yeah, that just seems arbitrary to me. Well, because we're in two space. <laughs> we're in two space. There's two two spaces of this, and there's no way of getting right. from one to the other. Because you can't walk out you're, into you're the thinking, third dimension. You're pretending the Mobius strip is actually one-dimensional, not... No, we're saying it's two-dimensional. It's embedded in two-space. No, it's embedded in three-space. So can you, you can walk each forward, side, backwards, side, you can walk to your left and to your you right. You can walk up, down, forward, backwards, but each side is its own plane. Okay. This, this, but, is, just how the, this is how the... Uh, the experiment usually works. I'm trying to give something that people can actually do. I know, but you can so get cut, to the other side. You can get to the no, other side of the Mobius strip. Only by going strip. around. Right, by going forward around. But you can't go around. around. Going around is a third dimensional movement. No, no, no. What I'm to, saying, I'm sorry. I, I, meant, I meant if you walk 
the normal, the we, forward and backwards or yeah, whatever on the yeah, Mobius but strip? Yeah, we haven't gotten to the Mobius strip yet. I was just about to explain to how to make a Mobius strip out of a piece of paper. You could do it with a belt, though. Most people, some people have belts. Do people still wear belts? I sometimes have okay, been known yes, to wear but belts. But how, how about this? Take a piece of paper. Cut off like a little inch strip of it down the long way. Take a piece of tape. Tape it together in a ring first. Now take a pen and go around that ring. And so when you go around it, you only make markings on the outside. You do not make any markings on the inside. Now untape your strip of paper. Twist one of the ends around. Uh, you know, do a 180 twist on it. Now tape it back together. Now do the same thing with your pen, which is uh, you'll go, but you will end up going on both the outside and the inside and then back to the outside. So you'll make, you'll cover both sides of the piece of paper without ever lifting your pen once. And that's, that's the trick. I remember. It's amazing. It's, it's fun. That's the term that they usually say. You can't get to the other side without lifting your pen. Right. But not only that, I mean, if you had, if you drew, for instance, the letter, I don't know, the letter R, or if you wrote your name on this Mobius strip and you allowed your name to just kind of travel along the path that Sam described, when it comes back, or when you think it comes back, it'll be reversed. It'll be backwards. It'll be the mirror image of itself. And then why? You, well, it turns out. The oh, Mobius oh, strip yeah. Is when if yeah, if you actually write it and let the name itself travel. Oh, oh, so okay, say, yeah. yeah. Say there was an animated name going around. Yeah. I had the same problem. I'm like, okay. if you keep on writing your name, it's going to look the same yeah. all the way across. <laughs> I I don't know what he's talking about. You can imagine hunting uh, deer or something but in the Oregon yeah, you, Trail on yeah, the Mobius if you just, strip. Yeah, if you just say wrote the letter R uh, from one side to the other and then flipped over the piece of paper, wrote it again, and then taped it as a Mobius strip, the part that would come back would be the mirror image at that point. That was Yeah, that's fine. In Flatland, uh, that's how the... Or maybe it was Sphereland. I think it might have been... Was, was it Sphere, uh, Spaceland or Flatland? No, fla the Edwin Abbott book, the old one, that's Flatland. And so Spaceland is the one that's... Spaceland is the Rudy Rucker book. They come together. I have a, a, them glued together. One is upside down, actually. <laughs> you, don't, you don't own Spheerland. <laughs> no, I do. I have Spheerland and Flatland at my parents' house. Oh, it, no. Spheerland is another book by Ed, uh, is another book, but that's not the Rudy Rucker one. Oh. Uh, uh, Spheerland is a sequel to Flatland, but it was written by Dionys Berger. Berger. Oh, that's the one I've read. I have not read Spaceland yet. When yeah. did that one come out? Spaceland's very recent, and it's a very much a science fiction thing. It's it's by Rucker. Rucker's amazing. I will check it out. Uh, I love I, that. I stuff. think I probably have a copy of it, you know, somewhere. The only thing by him I've read is is Infinity in the Mind. Yeah, Infinity in the Mind, which is him teaching you basic set theory and Girdle's Girdle's. Um, Incompleteness. Uh, it's I, really I thoroughly good. suggest checking out his fiction. His fiction is fantastic. There's one I really want to read that I haven't got around to called uh, Mathematicians in Love. Mathematicians in Love? In Love. So yeah. it's, oh, it's like empty set? No. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Uh, present company, present company accepted. <laughs> present company. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are they, are they officially podcast dating? I don't know if they're podcasts. Do we ever talk well, about Well, you've never mentioned it on the podcast. Okay. Ever. So the short one and the interrupter. Uh, <laughs> they like one another. Don't really understand it myself. <laughs> this whole extra gender, you know, <laughs> interaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not related. Just just interact. Just in general. I mean, they don't have the same parts. They look kind of weird. <laughs> 
Are, yeah, I'm talking about you, Nathan. Or, I have, <laughs> wait, which I don't have the same parts. <laughs> do you? I look weird. <laughs> well, you look. Do you do you? look. It, never mind. We're not going. We're not going to continue. Oh no! Just a second. This might be a good good excuse to bring back the old podcast uh, blog staple. Nathan's face photoshopped onto a woman's body. <laughs> you remember back in the day? Yes, I, I, you know, vaguely uh, remember having my face photoshopped onto women's bodies. Yeah, multiple ones too. I'm sure. Probably there was, there was a good were sequence there hot of women? them. Were they? they were mostly uh, Hillary Clinton types. Oh, mm, pantsuits. You know how? A lot of pantsuits. You, you remember how we did the image search on Google and and. Um, if it was an image that we talked about in, in our podcast, it would it would somehow pop up on the first page or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like um, by the power of Grayskull. Right. Yeah. Right. If you had if you had tagged Nathan Rowe on those images every time, then if you Google my name, I'm sure the Actually, picture that would come I up. Actually, I think I think I was be, listing uh, listing our names in the beginning of each of those posts, so it still might come up. It I does. hope some it of your students have seen that on it the does. internet. Somehow. It does. If you type Nathan yeah. Rowe into Google Images, it's in the metadata. Actually, that's how one of our fans, uh, our listeners. Uh, no, no, no. You're it. thinking of something completely different. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't meta tag. Uh, he said he read it any in the of metadata. the images. He I don't. Said he I don't. Read it in the... Yes, in in the metadata of the MP3s, not of not of the images. I don't change the metadata of the images I post up to the blog. Which, by the way, is at acmescience.com. No, none of them come up. Thank God. Wait a second. You know, do you remember? But on the front page, there is the the podcast image. (laughs) The (laughs) combinations and permutations image shows up when you search your name in Google Image. My name? Yep. Good. Uh, No pictures of you on that front page. Oh yeah, you get you get the Nathan turtle. Oh, if you type on the second page. Oh, second page. Second page. My yep. turtle shows. Yeah, good. second page. Try to figure it out. Because of Facebook. I don't think it's not the whole turtle though. It's just because it's not <laughs> actually from his Facebook. It's actually from someone named David Cassard's Facebook, who you're oh. apparently friends with. That guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if, if David, if you're listening, I, I, call, I, I sorry, Dave. I just whatever. Um. Thanks for uh, thanks for your career advice and stuff like that. I really appreciate it. Okay, moving on. That was a heartfelt <laughs> shout out. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any Kleenex? I'm, I'm <laughs> tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm over it. Uh, so we're talking about dimension. Uh, Castle Grayskull has a bottomless pit. What dimension is that thing in? Remember I don't if you know. Fell in the pit, you know, the, the moat around it. You fell. It in would have if it's bottomless pit. It would it would be. If there's a bottom to a pit, it's three-dimensional. Three dimensions. But if it's bottomless... Then it's three dimensions. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you're right, because the, yeah. the dimensions are infinite, so... Yeah, usually, I mean... Oh, I'm sorry, they're continuum large. There you go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, when you said infinite that way, I thought you meant, I thought you meant as far as extending infinitely. With yes, that one, I did. With that idea, um, in, infinite is okay. You'll never... Be okay with this. This will never work. Just yeah, just just the vague the vague use of the word infinite is okay when you're talking about um, extending without without bound. And yet the doctor's TARDIS, you know, inside is larger than the outside. That's so. because it's time and relative dimension in space. And so why don't we now spin off to the talk of uh, dimension and other things other than math? Okay. Well, I came and up with this idea. Other than Star Wars, I had this. Fuck weird... you. No. 
Boo! <laughs> I had this weird idea when I was when I was driving to school today, actually, um, and and I thought about how how we I saw a sign in Spanish and was like, and it said, you know, something los precios más bajos or whatever, you know, the lowest prices, and I was like, oh. They they used low to refer to us, you know, a, a number closer to zero, the same way we do. And I was like, I wonder if that's that's true in all languages. And I thought about it. And the reason that we think up up is large numbers and low is is small ones is because up is the sky and there's like no bound to the sky and stuff like that. And low is down. So I so I was trying to envision some civilization where low was like unbounded to them and up was bounded. And so I started picturing people like living underground and like digging tunnels deeper and deeper and deeper, but they don't, they only dig down because gravity helps them when they dig down, when they try to dig up, they're fighting against gravity. Well, actually, you know, digging down has a lot of issues and how do you get the dirt out of the hole? Right. No, I know that it doesn't, it doesn't fully make sense, but so I started, I started thinking about, um, I don't know. I, uh, some, some, some idea where there's like, gravity pulling downward toward a central point that was infinitely far away and stronger as you went down even though there was no mass there or something you know so it's not a physical not a physically real thing so it's a gigantic graviton it's a massless black hole yeah that's what i was thinking of so so just a bunch of gravitons chris and i exchanged a worried look gravitons don't technically have mass do they I believe they're massless. Yeah, so it's just a huge pile of gravitons. But they carry with themselves energy. Yeah, but it's massless energy. Like in a backpack? Like, I don't... (laughs) I really like the idea of subatomic (laughs) particles having subatomic backpacks to carry around their energy. That's what what people went in the relativity class. Apparently, one of the teachers says, now, imagine there's a light particle with a pocket watch. And... (laughs) (laughs) There's a pretty cool backpack that has jets. Boba, the fat. No, yeah, yeah. Hey, you can't diss Star Wars. If you like <laughs> that song, that's MC Chris. Okay, it doesn't he... matter if you like that song. You cannot diss Star Wars. It's against the rules. That's true. No, no, no. I've I've seen the rules. Yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> MC Chris could make anything good, even Star Wars. Oh. No, because that actually is not anywhere near as good as Star Wars is. You know, we need Brandon. Brandon will back me up. Yeah, actually, yeah, Brandon would. would be cussing you. He would just yell. Yeah, he what the fuck? <laughs> you yeah. like Star Wars. It would be the fight of the two <laughs> tiny people. It would be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Sorry out there for anyone who is actually uh, tiny. Uh, and he like, would be here right now, but he's playing Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's right now. Yeah, you could probably go questing with him at any point in time. <laughs> uh, further, so further details on which server he plays on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's talk about how how some uh, you know fictional works tend to treat uh, dimension. Now, I mean, we've kind of talked, you know, made the jokes about Ninja dimension, Turtles. dimension X, and Ninja Turtles, and I imagine that there was a bunch of other dimensions. I really Alice always... in Wonderland. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland a, is an interesting such a one. Bullshit! Idea. They're so off on their use of the word I- dimension. There, it's not a different dimension. It's it's a whole yeah. different universe. It's a whole different, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a whole different universe, and they use the di- word "dimension" to mean universe because I guess. it sounds good, and people understand what you mean when you say it. Uh, there are uh, Madeline Langle's uh, "Wrinkle in Time." Oh yeah, actually does deal quite strongly with dimension. They travel through time by folding the fifth dimension to travel through the other four. 
uh, four being our three spatial and our one temporal. And by, you know, it's, we were talking about folding before of dimensions. And uh, she used that, which actually is a pretty, uh, I mean, a pretty abstract and pretty high level piece of physics. Yeah, but it was a good book series. Oh, yeah. I only read Wrinkle. I never read any of the others. I don't remember most of the others. I don't really remember any I of them. I have them, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I'm... Spaceland, Flatland, we already talked about. Uh, well, there's one we haven't talked about, Mr. Doc Brown. Uh, well, we mentioned it slightly, oh. and that is uh, the complete lack of any talk of dimension whatsoever in Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Space-time yeah. continuum. <laughs> okay, your Doc Brown impression... Not as good as your yeah. crying impression. As a matter of fact, not, you not, work on that. not quite as good. It that that sounded like you were trying to do like Nixon. I was actually trying to impersonate you impersonating Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't claim to do a Doc Brown impression. I but know. if you ever tried, <laughs> it would end up Chris coming to sound sounding like a very smarmy uh, used car salesman. Smarmy. Because almost every voice I do ends up coming off like this. <laughs> yeah. And Nathan wants to punch me in the face again. <laughs> yeah. Almost always. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything to say about Dimension? I don't know. No. Well, I do kind of want to say that um, that often I want one of my you know in um, oh sorry what the hell is the name of it Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh yeah. yeah. That one. That one has uh, time being two-dimensional. It's a, I'm sorry, it's a one-dimensional embedding in a two-dimensional space of time because they have time be the loop, right? So that you travel forward in time in order to loop back around. I don't actually remember that being at all in that movie, and I watched oh. it like four okay. months ago. Yeah, so maybe either. they don't talk about it that way, but they talk about... Um, no, it's, it's, it's what one you're thinking, time. What you're thinking is that they were able to travel back in time, but they could not go back to when they left. They could only go back if they spent one hour in Joan of Arc world uh, trying to get the... Are they trying to get the princesses then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always. Trying to get the princesses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if they spent an hour there, when they went back to real time, they would be an hour after they left. But and what I was actually talking about is when they went back in back in time and changed things, it changed it but changed the time that they were then living in or something. Oh, you know? oh, so so time was in a in a loop. You couldn't the causality couldn't be escaped. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and so you couldn't you couldn't go back in time and it's kill the, yourself because the, that would violate. It's the Douglas Adams uh, yeah. the Douglas Adams jigsaw theory of time. So so really what is that I. Anything, if you travel back in time and change something, you've already lived through the changes. Okay. Well, well, but the thing is, you the way they had it is you cannot go back in time and change anything. All that has already been written. No, 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 no. Think, think about when they're trying to get out of the uh, jail. Uh, right. They, they said, no, we'll just, in the future, we'll just travel back in time <laughs> and, and set up a trap here. Yeah, or set up a trap, which means that you still have to travel back in time. But you can cause forward causality as well as backward causality. Oh. No, no, the, the causality was kind of erased. Essentially, they they had no choice. Once that 
that um, thing happened, they had to happened. travel back in time it, later. Right. I mean, because and, and but that's kind of the thing. We know that we can't travel back in time and kill Hitler in that scheme because we've already lived through a time that has Hitler. Therefore, it's impossible to go back and kill him because on our timeline, he existed. So they'd have to go to a different universe in the multiverse, a weird universe. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, these weird guys came out of nowhere and, and shot that shot guy. Hitler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the only way to really make that universe sensical is to envision time as a loop. And so See, it, I don't, it repeats. I don't agree with that. I um, don't, otherwise, I don't you have to that. you have to like you either have to have time splitting off, or you have to because uh, um, um, time it can't be altered. The events of the past can't be altered. If you go back and do something in the past, it's because it already was done yes, back then. But it only happened because in the future you decided to travel back in time. No, there's no, yeah. there's no causality anymore. No, I, I've, I view that it's kind of a predestination causality. Uh, if something was changed in our past by time traveler, he predestined himself in the future to build a time machine and travel back in time to change that thing. It's just like when um, in Back to the Future... <laughs> which which violates this a hundred times over. It's, back to the Future violates any sort of causality rules. Period. But yeah. they try to they try to make that little that little um, hint, even though they they'd already violated it so many times. But but Marty goes back and and informs Doc Brown that he's going to build a time machine, and then Doc Brown's like, "Oh, I did just draw this picture. I didn't realize <laughs> it was a time machine. Maybe I'll make one." Great Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. Was okay. In there, in uh, there. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, but they always try to do that. Like, like they did it in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, of. What are you talking about? Did you see the new Star Star Trek? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, that is it. You are both muted because you said that's right. Oh, did you say? I said Star Wars. Yeah, he said Star Wars, and then you said oh. that's right. Ha! And so on that horrible, horrible note. And mostly because I haven't seen the new Star Trek movie yet, and so I don't want any spoilers. Yeah, how dare you deface the name of Star Trek with Star Wars? How dare you deface the name of Star Wars by calling a Star Trek movie Star Wars, goddammit? Other way around. Uh -uh. Goddammit. (laughs) Okay, so for Leanne Duncan, Nathan Rowe, and Christopher Bates, I am Samuel Hansen, and this is an AcmeScience.com podcast, and we are all... Wishing you a very happy week. Thanks for listening. Well, that is it for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you want to get a hold of us, or more specifically, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at samuel at acmescience.com. That is my actual personal email account that I give out to my friends and relatives, but they don't use it, so you might as well. Now, the music that was on our podcast is, as it always is, from SP12. You can find out more about them on opsounds.org. Combinations and Permutations is an attribution share-alike licensed podcast that is Creative Commons, so if you want to use any of this audio, please go ahead. Just let people know that it is us. Other than that, just go visit our blog at acmescience.com where you can also find a link to the forums where you can be the second person other than me to post on there and I think that you'll enjoy the entire website thing so once again thanks for listening and I hope that you download our next one too
Goodbye.